What is up, guys? My name is Lucas. Welcome to Just Being Real, a podcast by a pastor and his wife talking about the journey and being what God called him to be, a pastor. What's up, guys? Glad you guys are here. Hope you like this podcast. Give it a subscribe. Enjoy. Welcome back to our podcast, um, Just Being Real, a family, uh, pastor's family perspective. And uh, we, uh, we've missed you. We, man, we really enjoyed uh, last week's uh, interview with Pastor Aaron Valenti. Yeah, yeah. We really love good, her. really good friend of ours. And uh, boy, we sure have missed, uh, missed being with her and her family. Uh, but uh, boy, we're back with you today, though. And uh, today's going to be something different. We've not done something like this, have we, Shelly? No, we haven't. This is going to be interesting to see how this goes. But we're just going to talk today. We're yes. going to talk to you about some of the craziness that's going on today in society and how it affects, how it's affecting the church and how mm. it's affecting um, the pastor and his family and just the dynamics of the whole thing. And right. I know everyone's like, oh, it's crazy times. And yes, it is crazy times. Yeah. But uh, I think the over, the most overused phrase at the start of all of this stuff with uh, COVID-19 was... Um, Un, the, it was unprecedented times. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I used it. Right, and how sick and tired I got. I'm sick of it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I'm even just, want to hear I it anymore. Didn't really like it anymore. Back to the new norm, or back to the old ways. Yeah, right? but yeah, let's get back to normal. Let's get back to normal. Normal. Yeah. I, I, I apparently they forgot what normal was I like. I don't even know what normal is anymore. Well, we were, you know, <laughs> we we're struggling back then. You know. Yeah. I always remember people would say, "Oh, I remember the good old days," and. And to be honest with you, if you think about it, those good old days weren't really as good as you remember them. Right. Uh, but I will say, you know, the, those good, bad old days weren't as bad either. Right. So, right. You know, in all fairness. It's all but, perspective. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, first off, let me just get a couple things out of the way. Um, thank you so much for uh, tuning into our podcast. Yeah, we're loving this. We this have really been fun. Shelly, we have almost 500 downloads. That's awesome. And uh, this is our ninth episode, I think, Yeah. Uh, that we'll be putting out. Um, so it's pretty crazy um, to think that um, we're we're we've actually uh, can I just give us some shout outs to yeah. some of the countries? Yeah, we've had a couple listening in Australia. That's cool. Uh, we want to shout out to you. Please, would you, man? We would love to hear from you. Yeah, email us. So we have our email. I think it's just being real podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. And then uh, you can comment on our Facebook page, uh, just being real, a pastor's family perspective, or you can, uh, you know, go to uh, uh, and, and leave a review for us mm-hmm. uh, on iTunes or Spotify, and uh, just let us know uh, what you think uh, of all this. So uh, Australia, uh, Belgium, yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, uh, what else? There was a couple others. Um, I can't remember. Germany. Ger- was it Germany? Yeah. Somewhere around there, right? Norway. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And so, Hey, shout out to all you guys. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty, pretty cool. cool. Uh, we'd love to hear from you though. Please, uh, please contact Any us. Yes. Yeah. Love to, love to communicate with you. But, uh, today, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're sitting at about 450 downloads, just shy of that, I think. And, uh, we're pretty excited about all of that. And uh, really, I, I'm, I'm grateful uh, for this opportunity to be able to just, um, I hope, be able to help churches and pastors uh, communicate better, relate better, and understand each other better. Yeah. Now, understanding this, we're only coming from a pastor's family perspective. I mean, we've been doing this ministry for 20 years 23 now. 23 years. Yeah. 
And so um, we're, we're coming wow. from a pastor's family perspective. Yeah. Um, but we also understand there's another perspective as well. Sure. So, so when we're He's sharing on one these, side of the story, right, right. What's, <laughs> what's Dr. Phil say? There's, there's two sides to a pancake. Right. right. I guess. Said, is, I that, don't know. is that his phrase? I don't watch Dr. Phil, honey. Um, don't start <laughs> with me. Fibber. So anyway, I almost called her a liar, but that's not, that doesn't sound nice. Does it? No. Fibber. So, but anyway, we are, uh, we're, we're just, uh, we're excited about what's taking place here. And, and we just want to share with you from our hearts today. Yeah. So, uh, what do you say we get into the conversation? Sure. We're, we're, we're really kind of looking at the dynamics of, um, hurting people, hurt people, that phrase. That's kind of what's going on right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, this has just been a crazy time. You know, we've, we've sit and watched for the last several months, things just kind of take place and it's like, okay, what do you do next? Yeah. You know, each day we're like, what do you do next? What do you do next? It's like the blind leading the blind because nobody's ever been through a pandemic right. that's alive today right. um, in ministry. So there's no one you can call up and say, hey, what did you do during the pandemic? And Yeah. You know, can't call up a, a fellow pastor right. and say, hey, what would you guys do? Which is sometimes what we do. Oh, we do it all the time. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. To give us an idea exactly. of how to handle things. but Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I and I think you know if you really want to go back, let's just look at what's taken place since March. Yeah. You know, we have been hit with a, a pandemic uh, that uh, none of us uh, didn't see, we didn't see it coming. Uh, a matter of fact, it's really an unforeseen enemy right. that, that you just don't see. It's it's a virus. Well, and you don't know what to expect. Someone says, you know, okay, there's a virus. Okay, we've had viruses before. I've right. had a virus before. H1N1, all that right. kind of stuff. You know, you I've know. never had H1N1, but I mean, yeah. you yeah. go to the doctor and they're like, oh, it's just a virus. It'll work its way out. You don't need any medication. Right. Okay, so that's what we've been taught Right. that a virus is because it'll work its way, way out and it'll yeah. handle, you know, unless you have some severe symptoms, you know, they're just going to say mm-hmm. there's no really antibiotic for you. Right. So that's what we've been taught. So that's kind of how we feel things should have been handled. Yeah. So I think the thing for, for pastors, uh, for us it was, is that, okay, so we looked at this and we we're, we're, we're taking this at face value from our leaders and our government. And, and, and they're saying we are highly concerned and there are some steps that we need to take to, to lower the curve and, and, and do all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, as a church, we're sitting there going, Hey, uh, we're on board. And then it seemed like from, if, if I'm correct on the date, it was March 12th. And it seems yeah. like, I think church was March 15th. Yep. My dates are wrong on that, but no, for, forgive me. But close. So March 14th, I call a board meeting. And, and next thing I know, we are, we're not having church. And so we go for months now. And when we did that, we thought it was just going to be a week or two. Yeah. You know, we never. But we were like thought. all on board. We were like, okay, hey, let's help lower the curve. Let's do this yeah, as we'll do a body, uh, you know, in the United States, and let's just help lower this curve. So you know that that hospitals wouldn't be overloaded, and and I mean, they painted this horrific picture yeah. of of hospital people that would just literally be dying in hospital uh, hallways and stuff like that. And so we're 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 like all on board on that. Well, okay, so. Moving through that, we were faced with that, and then we're faced with you know the restrictions of of being able to to uh, even even see our people, you yeah. know uh, people were, were with were with such fear uh, that and we were really to some degree concerned. 
our biggest thing was is that we just didn't want to do something that would contribute to somebody else losing a life. Right, right. right? And nobody wants to do that. No. So we're just standing up and saying, okay, this is we're going to do this. We're we're going to do our part and, and play our part. But but the things that started to happen uh, through that whole thing. So we s- see all that taking place, and then of course in the political realm, you see all those kind of crazy things going on. And and then the next thing you know, um, that uh, uh, we've got uh, these riots mm. that start breaking yeah. out in our country, and we're dealing with that. And, and the Black Lives Matter issue and, and, and the Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. And it's, it's, it's just so you got all of these segregated Such division, you know, things that are taking place. Yeah. So you've got you've got isolation because of the pandemic. You got segregation because of of the racial tension uh, within our country. Mm-hmm. You got the, the, the you know, all these kind division. of things, division mm-hmm. that's taking place. Then you throw in the dynamics of. You got people that are just uh, uh, so, uh, you know, has such animosity towards wearing masks or not right. wearing masks. And, and, and people so, and, and that's just, these are starting, and, and, and don't take this the wrong way, but all of that bleeds into the church. It does. It really does. Because the church, you know, when the church comes together, there's still controversy issues. And, it's issues that people within themselves have. And, right. you know, I mean, it's no longer, you, you see waves of things that come in and out of the church. And it used to be the color of the carpet, the pews versus the chairs, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to do this? Worship You're not going to do this. Worship wars. Mm-hmm. You no longer hear that kind of stuff. It's all the craziness of stuff that's going on now. Right. You know, Democrats versus Republicans, mm-hmm. um, masks, no masks. Right. Is, is this a... Um, conspiracy or not a conspiracy, you know, and it's all this new craziness that <clears throat> we're kind of dealing with. And and by the way, I have a master's degree in ministry. I didn't take one class for this. Right. There wasn't one class that prepared me and for I'm this. And I'm a pastor's wife of a husband <laughs> that has a master's in. <laughs> so, you know. You didn't hear about one class. No. Right? Yeah. And that's, that's the, those are the things we're facing. And, and, and one of the things I, I was, I, I'm so grateful for our church, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because they are so um, uh, sympathetic and they so understanding and, and assuring uh, we 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 at the church we have not uh, had to lay anybody off. We have been able to continue. Um, we have been able to continue to minister, and, and we're doing all these things yeah. not to the full extent of what we were doing before, but, right. but we've been able to continue to minister. But I, I'm very grateful for the church and allowing us to do that. I I think what what's the hardest thing for me as a pastor is right now is is that I feel such a disconnect yeah. from our people. Well, we are such extroverts. We're yeah. not introverts at all. Right. And that has really played into this highly. You mm-hmm. know, we it's hard. Right. It's hard not seeing our people on a regular basis. I mean, even being at the office, you know, nobody was coming down at all. You know, there was at least a flow of people in and out. Yeah. On a regular basis. Yeah, that we would see, and we're not even seeing that. And we totally understand, but it's just been really hard. Yeah, we understand. We just don't like it. Right, right. <laughs> so if I kind of get real for you a know, moment, I mean, we understand, we just don't like that's it. That's our family. Right. I mean, right. we don't have family here. We got to all. see Aunt Rose here a few minutes we ago. Did. Right? We did, we did. So when she came down and um, brought some food mm-hmm. for lunches of love. We haven't seen her 
I haven't seen her in months. So we like stood there for like a half an hour and just talked. Mm -hmm. It was so nice. I wanted to hug her, you know, but you just kind of. And that's another dynamic. Yeah, you're talking about. I'm a about, hugger. Yeah, and and it's it's this hesitation. I find mm-hmm. myself walking around church on Sunday with my hands my in my hands pockets. in your pocket. Yeah, I know, I know. So, I find myself crossing my arms more often. Yeah. Because my first instinct is when I see somebody, I just immediately hug them. It it's strange because it's almost like an awkward moment. It is kind when of like that first would, date. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you kiss them goodbye Do or you, not? <laughs> well, my daughter better not. So anyway, Anyways. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of just it's strange. It's it's a whole different arena that we're ministering yeah. to now. Now, I will say this though. You know, we we should not be surprised that that ministry is changing. Right. That we we have to change. Um, ministry has changed. The church has changed. Ever since the oh, yeah. existence of it, if you it, look you know, back uh, just Acts over the 10. last hundred years, yes. how much the church has changed. Yes, and there's been changes throughout that have just been either minute or they've been pretty severe. Well, let's go down the list real quick because you mentioned some of them. You can go. Uh, remember, years ago, it used to be the big thing was tent meetings, and that's yeah. actually how a lot of churches got started. Right, was through tent meetings. Yeah. Right, so you had tent meetings, and then you move into so now you get to buildings and and the and, and the buildings, and so uh, so you got building. You're worshiping in churches, buildings now, and then you move from you know you think about like the the '60s and and '70s and. And and churches were, were were multiplying and everything, and they were starting to reproduce. Then you move into like the uh, the eighties, mm-hmm. and, and remember uh, now in the Nazarene church we had this uh, little blue book that yep. came in called the chorus books. It was a chorus book, yeah. I forget yeah. what it was called. They it weren't hymns. Blue. No, they were choruses. Choruses. Yes. Yeah. They no. were of the devil. So. <laughs> they- <laughs> I heard several people say that. Right. I remember. I came into church when that was there. Yeah. Right. And so, because I wasn't raised in church. So when I came into the church and that was there, I remember hearing people all the time. They were complaining or like, all oh, these new songs we got to learn. And I'm sitting here thinking, all of these songs are new to me. I have to learn them. <laughs> I mean, if that's the basis of your argument, then, then, then I have an argument too. Right. I mean, why aren't we singing Garth Brooks? <laughs> Right. You know, friends in low places. Are we singing oh, Sunday morning, right? I mean, so so they were all new to me and I don't I, but but you hear some of a lot of those old Christians that were sitting there going, older Christians and they were sitting there going, you know, I had to learn all these new songs and and so so that was a change yeah. that was starting to come in. And then then you started into the worship war. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, hymns were kind of being uh, moved out, and then the worship songs were well, starting to come in. they were combining them. Yeah, and they were a lot more blended. They called blending. it the blended service. Yeah. The blended service. I know. Uh, splen- uh, whatever. Okay. So um, did I just say that? You okay. said Splenda? Splenda. The Splenda <laughs> service. That's what they called it. Yeah, it's, it's not real sugar. <laughs> it's not real hymns. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so so then you got that you got the worship war going on, and then you got the thing where uh, mega churches started to develop, mm-hmm. right? In the early, later eighties and everything, that was you know, huge. Rick Warren and all this kind Literally. of that was huge. That was fun. I know, I right? That. that was good. That was a dad joke. Oh. So anyway, um, so so you got the 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 uh, mega churches they're coming in, and then after the mega churches, you you've, you're moving into uh, now what we've seen in the last. 10 years is these satellite campuses mm-hmm. and those are things. So you see the church has changed yeah. all every 10 uh, years. Yeah. It seems it's like. like you see right. that. So here we are in the next 
what is it? Was it was ten years? A decade? Decade, yeah. Yeah. So we're here in the yeah. next the next decade. Yeah. Twenty two thousand twenty. Oh, I never even thought about that until just now. So I'm thinking to myself, then your church is going to change. Yeah. And and it's going to have to. So what's that going to look like? And I think what what I'm trying to settle in on is allowing the Lord to, to show me what right. that is, you know. But in the meantime, I'll be honest, I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard. Yeah, and and I know that we've referenced back at the beginning of this as saying, well, hurting people hurt people. I'm not saying I'm going to go out and hurt people uh, because I'm hurting, but but the truth of the matter is, is that there are people that do that. Right. Well, and then even to the point of there might be a situation that you don't agree with or you agree with, right. and you might in conversation say something. Yeah to somebody that doesn't agree with you and right. it might hurt them. Right. You know, and it's something that's going on, you know, it, yeah. you don't know what it is. And next thing you know, you've offended somebody and you don't even know it because it's over something crazy. Yeah. You know, it just seems like the controversial situations right now are kind of crazy. Yeah. It's almost like no they matter what makes you, sense sometimes, no matter what you say anymore, it seems like you're going to offend somebody. Yeah. On, on yeah. some level, somewhere. Um, I just put out a video on my Facebook page. And it is a video. And I'm, 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 I'm sure I'm probably, somebody is going to be upset about this video. And I oh just dear, thought... you didn't tell me about this. Oh, sorry. I usually run that by you, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I did. I put it out on my Facebook page. It is of this sheriff, this female sheriff. And she is talking about, and it broke my heart. It broke my heart because I wanted, I saw her as Jesus sees her. Mm. I didn't see her as somebody else from a certain perspective saw her. I didn't see her from the, the eyes of, of a Black Lives Matter person who's, you know, uh, and, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm just saying I didn't see her through those lens. I didn't see her through a, a white privileged man. Right. Such as you know, some would say I am. I didn't see her through necessarily uh, um, any other view. I I, tr- I looked at her. My heart was moved because I saw her. I believe through the eyes of Jesus, and and she literally was on there talking about how she was going through. Uh, she, she was uh, getting ready to go off duty. She had been work working for X amount of hours, no sleep, and I think she was getting ready to wrap it up. She hadn't ate. For a while, she was going through McDonald's to get an order. Now, she pre-ordered it on her app so that nobody would, she says a lot of times people buy her meals for her and she doesn't kind of, she's, you know, feels awkward about it. So she buys it through her app and she goes through and she's waiting on her order. She gets up there and she's waiting and she's waiting and she's waiting and, and she's in her cop car. She's in uniform. And she, uh, they said, she said that, uh, it was a real long time, and the girl came up, and she said, uh, you know, uh, your order will be uh, out in a few minutes if you can just pull up front, uh, pull up forward. And so she pulled up forward, and she was there waiting and waiting. Finally, a girl came out, and she had her, had her, gave her her coffee, but she didn't have her meal, and she said, I'll be right back with your meal. And the, the police officer, she said, she said, never mind. Don't, I, don't, I don't want it. And, and she just drove off. And what she videotaped this right after this and she was so emotional because what she was thinking was, is that what were they doing to my food? Oh 
my word. Because she was a cop. See, my okay. heart broke. It doesn't matter if she's a cop or if she's a homeless person or if she is just a normal person, you know, going for their lunch. Nobody needs to be treated like that. And nobody, but she is, Shelly, what she's saying is, is that because of the culture yeah. that we're living in right now, she feels she is on guard with everybody. Oh, my word. With everybody. And, and my heart just broke. And, uh, but I'll be honest with you, Shelly, we can relate in ministry to some degrees to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you find yourself in, in a pastoral position and, and you have gone through some very tragic or you've heard other stories of very tragic mm-hmm. things that have taken place in ministry. Yeah. And it puts you on guard. It does. You're like and that's what happens a lot of times with pastors and yes. their families. When you when you see a cold pastor and pastor's family that's real reserved or you know, you know, is you can tell there's yeah. a shield, there's a big guard up. Nine times out of ten they've been severely hurt. Yeah. Severely hurt. Yeah, and that's I mean, I've experienced that. Yeah. You know, and it's it's the it's the the a certain phrase that's mentioned. It causes like this PTSD, PTSD kind yeah. of thing for you. You know, so you hear this phrase mentioned, you're going oh, because you've lived that. Yeah, you've you know where this leads. Right. You you have literally. I mean, we've had some very traumatic moments in ministry negatively. Yeah. And and I don't mean to, and I hope that this this podcast is not something that. That people feel like, well, he just comes on there and, and, and what they're wanting to talk about is all the bad stuff. Because no. I don't want to do that. No, we, we don't want to complain because no, we're not. We've actually worked through this. Right, and, and we have. God has given us a healing in these areas. Exactly, and, and, and he has, and, and praise the Lord to that. Yeah. But, we, but we've talked about funny things that have gone on in ministry. We sure. talked about the crazy stuff that happens and all the hilarious stuff. So we, we will, and we'll continue those, uh, those topics as well. But today, I know that, you know, it's probably one that's going to be a little bit more serious. And, and, and just the idea, though, back to ministry, the ideas of, of just, you know, being on guard mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and not being able to put yourself out there and, and connect with people, uh, it, it does hinder your ministry. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I know that not everybody is like that. And, and I'm sure that not everybody in that McDonald's for that lady was was looking to do something to her meal. She just wasn't sure. Right. And and sometimes when you're a, a pastor, you know, yes, you try to get to know your people so you know who are the complainers and yeah. who the grumblers and who this. But when, take, take, for example, though, a new pastor coming in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know those people. Right. And he's got and, to figure out. You know, it's kind of funny you say that because when you do go to a new church— and I've been told this, and I try really hard not to do it because I don't, I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But I hate to say it, it, I've seen it. I've seen it happen, and then again, I have not seen it happen. I've seen, I've seen it be right, and I've seen it be wrong. But what I'm talking about is when you come to the church and there's a, there's a particular group of people that literally hover over you and they want to help. They want to do this. They want to do that. And you know, they, they just want to be your best friend like right now, right right away, right away. Mm -hmm. And you have this reservation that you've been warned about those people. And I hate to say it, but I've seen it come true and, and I've seen it be wrong. So, you know, it goes both ways. 
But nine times out of ten, those are the people that hurt you the worst. Yeah. You know, and it's, oh, it's heartbreaking because you want to like, oh, I got a new best friend or, you know, you know, you just, you want to do that, especially if you're an extrovert. But there's strings attached. Yeah. And you, you find yourself being reserved in that area. Yeah. Especially in, in, you know, in moments of, uh, you find out that those, those individuals maybe had an ulterior motive and and all of that. And, you know, to be honest with you, they may not even have known they had an ulterior motive, but, but it came out later. Uh, but you know, we, we've experienced that and, and, and we've experienced the, the ideas of, of resigning the church and leaving, uh, you know, uh, because of certain things that that didn't go well. And, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you remember, but you know, the, the, the time that we resigned at church and, and we had a gentleman actually chase us across the parking lot. Oh, I don't think we ever told that story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know that, I mean, this was a guy who for whatever reason, uh, believed that I hurt him and, and I, I just, and I probably wanna, was hurt. He it, probably was, you know, there I'm sure I'm not, dis- I'm not sitting not perfect. here. I'm not sitting here saying I've, I did everything at that situation. Perfect. But but did I deserve to be chased across the parking lot and accused of not praying to the one true God? He didn't know what God I was praying to, that I was somehow a lunatic. I, I, I mean, even to the people that I don't agree with, I don't think I would ever have, re- have acted or reacted uh, in a situation the way that this person did. Yeah. You know, and yeah. those are moments like you don't, it's not like you wake up and you go, oh, okay, I forgot that one. Right. You know, those are moments. I kind of did to you just brought it up. Sorry. I <laughs> I don't. I don't. But the Lord has really helped us work through that. Yeah. And it's and not to, like. right now, it saddens my heart. Yeah. To think about that whole situation. Well, it doesn't mean, I'm, I'm able to look back on those situations now and go, okay, there, what could I have done yeah. to, to help in that situation with him? Well, in all honesty, I'm glad we went through that. Yeah. Because it has made us who we are today. Yeah. And it's helped us grow and it's helped us to step back. Yeah. And do things differently. Yeah. Learn. You know, We've learn. Learned. We've learned a lot yeah. from that. And because some people wouldn't come out of that like that. Some people, right. some pastors would come out and say, Shelley, you're I'm right. done. You're exactly right. I'm and, done. And here's here's the problem we're facing today. A lot of them are done. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of pastors, Good pastors resigning leaving and leaving ministry. churches, leaving ministry, period. Yeah. And it's not just pastors that we're seeing people leave the church. Yeah. Yeah, because the flip side of this too right. is is that don't you know, like I said, we're only giving it from the perspective of the pastor's yeah. family. But there's also the perspective of from the, the congregates. And I will say, just as any occupation, there are individuals who are bad. Right. Okay. Uh, there are bad cops, there are bad teachers, there are um, bad pastors. Bad pastors. Bad pastors' wives. Right. There are. Right. And and so I, I get that. Uh, so I don't I don't want to discredit any you know thing from the other side of this perspective, uh, but because there are there are bad pastors, but there are good there's there's a lot more good than are bad. Yeah. And there's a lot of good ones that are resigning. Well, they got good hearts, and man, anytime God calls you, I feel like this is me personally, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I just I just feel like this. There's such a 
tenderness to your heart mm-hmm. to be called to be a pastor. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember seeing my husband when he was called go from, and y'all, this is goodness, honest goodness truth. He went from this hard-nosed man. Um, we literally called him, I called him, I started this early in our marriage, Sergeant Kincaid. Because drill Sergeant Kincaid, there you go. That's right. I've got the drill. Um, (laughs) Because he just barked orders, you know, and there was a really rough time in our marriage Mm -hmm. um, that we, I didn't know if we were going to make it or not, Mm -hmm. but I saw God transform him to, from that to literally crying one day when we were passing by, going to church, Mm -hmm. we were passing by this guy cutting his grass on yep. a Sunday morning. Do you remember I, I re- that? I remember exactly where it's at. Yeah. Yep. And he was started crying. I'm like, what is wrong? What's the matter? Hello. Hey, what did I do something? <laughs> you know? And he's like, no. And he was just talking about, you know, it just broke, it broke his heart to see that guy yep. cutting his grass on Sunday morning rather than being in with the body of believers mm-hmm. and being in church. And, <clears throat> you know, I just, Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that specifically. And, and and I think that that's what I hope our listeners can gather from uh, our conversation, at least today, but but the, the rest of our podcast, is that, you know what, um, we're, we are definitely not perfect. No. But, man, I, I, I really want people to know that, that pastors have a pastor's heart. Yeah, and we, we want to connect with our yes. people. and. <clears throat> it's hard to get to each individual. Yeah. You know, it is. And it seems here lately, which is kind of interesting, um, we've been invited to hang out with some people, even at social distancing, mm-hmm. you know, or go to dinner or lunch, or it's been a little more than normal here lately, it has. which has been awesome. Yeah, we've been loving it. I know. And, yeah. you know, we have a pool in our subdivision and we got to spend the day with a family um, yeah. the other day brought and their kids. brought their kids and they mm-hmm. went swimming and we sit there and talked and just got to know each other. And it was so awesome. It was right. so neat to be able to do that. And we love that. We do. Yeah. We love that. We love to be a part of your family, mm-hmm. hear about how you, how you met, how you got, you know, what happened when you got yeah. married and yeah. you know, how, how, how did What's it come story? about? What's your story? What's we your wanna, journey? Yeah, yeah. We want to hear about your journey in life. Yeah. And, you know, celebrate that. Amen. You know. Yeah. So I, I think bringing uh, this back around for right now um, to the understanding of, that, you know, the, the situation that we're in right now in our, in our country, in our world, um, church is changing. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that when you say that, that doesn't bode well or sit well for people. Yeah. They don't like change. Well, it's hard. I right. even admit it. It's mm-hmm. hard to change. Yeah. It's hard when I look in the mirror and I see change. wrinkles, change, <laughs> wrinkles or weight yeah. or gray, either one of those three. Yeah. You know, I'm like, huh, I got to make an appointment to go get this paint job done, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something like that. But and I, I'll have to say this. I really appreciate our church where we're at now. They are somewhat embracing that it's not, it's really not going to look like it's going to come back to the right. same thing. Right. 
you know, they're they're doing the Zoom Bible mm-hmm. studies, right? Um, you yeah. know, and just different things like that. They're watching online. We appreciate the ones that you yeah. know are still you know w- trying to stay connected and watching right. online, right? You know, so there's there's some that you know is mm-hmm. reluctant, and I get that. Sometimes it takes some a little longer to come along, yeah. but. Well, I think one of the things that I've expressed to to this leadership of this church and to the congregation, and I think a lot of pastors have said the same thing, um, we've asked our congregation to to understand something. We have never we have never pastored a pandemic, right? Never. So so we've asked for grace. Oh my goodness, lots of it. Lots please. of grace, please. Yeah, lots of grace. Because we don't know this is uncharted territory. Right. This is you know oh it's unprecedented. Times. Oh dear. I know there it was the again. Um, we're we're facing that right now. Yeah. And and so we're learning on the on the fly. And so I I I think when when we say we're not sure if church will ever go back to the way it was, I I want you to know when we say that it's not a a sad or fearful thing, it's a realistic thing that we just say, okay, then what can we do? Yeah. What does it's, the Lord want? Right. It's no longer can we do this, or it, it's it's now how do we do this? Right. How do we continue to minister? We got to minister. Right. We have to be, we, a, be the church. Right. We have to outreach. We mm-hmm. have to, you know, love yep. on our, our city. Right. You know, we got to be there for yes. our neighbors. You, you saying that right there is something that's, that's been very interesting. I'm, I've been reading this book. I don't know if you start. You started with me. I don't think you've been at read anymore. But it's uh, it's a book by N.T. Wright, and it's called God and the Pandemic. Yeah. And in that first beginning of that book, he talks about how the, back in, in years ago when pandemics would break out, which they did, uh, a lot of the, the flu influential, affluent, affluent people. That's what I want to say. The affluent people, they would literally go up to the higher mountains, get up to the top. Cause what their belief was is that cleaner air up there. Right. And so you wouldn't get any type of disease. I'm talking like the scarlet fever and, and yeah. uh, all that bubonic plague and stuff like that. They would actually in, in the villages, they would get, get up to the higher grounds. Well, the people that were sick or that couldn't do that, they had to stay down below. Right. Which left these people really without anybody kind of, you know, for some to take mm-hmm. care of or take whatever. Yeah. It was the Christians who stayed behind. Oh, wow. The Christians who stayed behind to minister to these individuals. Now, some of those Christians caught it and died. Mm-hmm. Some of them didn't. But it was the Christians, for the love of Jesus, they stayed behind for, for the love of God's people and ministered to them. And, and, you know, I'm reminded today of the same thing here with this pandemic. You know, we as Christians need to be ministering to all people. Yeah. The mask or the anti-mask. Right. The, the, the people who are virtual or non-virtual. Right. The people who are hurting or not hurting and, and kind of just getting through with this. We've got to be able to minister to all. We've got to be able to minister to the Black Lives Matter. Right, absolutely. We've got to be able to minister. And I'm not talking about that organization as I'm talking about a thought, right. uh, a culturalistic thought. Right. Uh, we need to be able to minister to. This is why you'll never hear me say anything 
uh, uh, political from the pulpit. It's not because somebody says we'll lose our 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 uh, tax exemption uh, status. No, it has nothing to do with that. For me, it has everything to do with I've got Republicans and Democrats and independents sitting in my congregation right. who I love all of them. Right. And so why would I want to alienate a third of those or half of those? Right. I want to continue to be able to minister to them. And that's just, just, it's just who I am. That's just the way I want to do it. Well, and it even comes down to the people that are just fearful altogether. Yeah. There is a lot of fear. The people who are fearful, and you got other ones who are who are cavalistic. Right, and, and they well, they cavalier, think this is ridiculous to be sport. fearful. You know, yes. But this this pandemic, I think, is stirring up some old wounds. Yeah, maybe in some people. Yeah, that yeah, they do need victory over them. But man, we got to be sensitive to that, and we got to help these people walk through this. And, yeah. Oh man. Oh, I would love to just start a deliverance ministry, you know, to help people walk through this. I mean, yeah. I've been through deliverance ministry and uh, a program that just totally changed my life. Yeah. Well, let me just let me just say this to anybody that's listening right now. If anybody is resonating with that idea of being delivered mm. and, and really uh, of some of their hurts and hangups and, yes. and, and habits and stuff. Um, uh, f- feel free to reach out to Please us. Please reach out to us. We would yeah. love to walk and journey through yeah. a deliverance program with you. Yeah, There is such freedom on the other end that God wants to give you. Yeah, Sometimes it just takes more than just yourself. And that's the thing that Satan wants us to do is hide. Mm-hmm. He wants you to seclude yourself, yeah. Isolation. put on a mask, seclude yourself, and I'm not saying a mask's wrong. I'm not saying that, but you can hide behind a mask. I find myself, oh, I don't have to put makeup on. I'll just there were a lot of people <laughs> wearing masks in church way before we were to yeah. be wearing masks on church. Yeah. Oh, that's so. good. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this as we wrap up this time together. Um, you know, I know we've covered a, a gamut of topics, kind of really, uh, to some degree. Um, I'll say this that what we hope. That, that you get from this time here today with us is simply the idea that um, your pastor is, if you're hurting, your pastor's hurting with you. Yeah. Uh, and we may be dealing with some things too. And your pastor's wife. And your pastor's wife. You know, if I could say yeah. anything, I really appreciate you, the people out there listening to us, coming into our living room and sitting down on the couch with us and just being with us during this time, yeah. sharing with us during this time, you know, give us your thoughts, your feedback, yeah. you know, let us know how you're feeling. You know, do you agree with this? Do you disagree with this? Yeah. You know, that's, this is conversation that we're trying to, you know, bring about with people so that they can work through some issues or yeah. we can work through some issues that maybe God still is working on us. Right. Yeah, and you know we are facing a lot of uh, uh, diversity within our world today, right now. Yeah. A lot of different topics and stuff and issues that are rising up. You know, we've got the political aspect that's coming up with the election here in a few months. Mm. Uh, you've got the tension, the racial tension that's going on taking place. You've got the, uh, I mean, just with the rioting. Uh, and then you've got other smaller things, but yet significant things. You've got the 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 struggle with uh, whether to wear a mask or not and 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 you know and people are just being dogmatic about not wearing one and others are being dogmatic uh, to wear one and 
and, 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 you know, all of these things that, to be honest with you, can we just say this? We are battling an opportunistic enemy. Yeah. And that's the devil. Right. He takes any opportunity he can to divide, to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. And if we can, in, in recognizing that, if we can recognize that and, and, and rest in the idea that, that the victory is already won in yep, Christ absolutely. and that we let Christ lead us through this right. and let him guide us through this. I believe we come out on the other side of this, um, a, a better church, a stronger church, a better person, a yeah. stronger person, and one that I think uh, glorifies God, which is what we're to do. Right. Well, and you have to stop and ask yourself, when you've got a controversial situation going on and you feel you have to take a side, stop and say, okay, who's the real enemy here? Right. Is it that person? Yeah. Or is it the enemy? Yeah, altogether? exactly. Is he trying to stir and divide and... Steal something from you. So, yeah. You know, it reminds me, uh, and I'll end with this quote. Uh, I believe Abraham Lincoln stated it. Uh, he had a commander, uh, and uh, one of his mil- of the military come to him one time, and, and the commander said, uh, I think he said something like, um, Well, I hope God's on our side today. And, and I think Abraham Lincoln cha- corrected him. He said, I hope we're on God's side today. Oh. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and and no, you know that's it's kind of what I want to I want to be. I want to yeah, be on God's side. Absolutely. You know, we want to hear from the Holy Spirit. Amen. We want to be led completely by the Holy Spirit in everything Amen. we say, think, and do. Well, hey, listen, this has been fun. Yeah. Um, you feel better? I do. Me too. <laughs> We're gonna go on vacation now. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Hey, listen, we are we are grateful for you to tune in and, and be with us. Uh, I know this might have been a little longer than usual, but we are grateful that you are with us. And we, honestly, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email, uh, justbeingrealpodcast at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook page. Uh, you can look us up there or just send us, uh, you know, make sure you send us a review. Uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you in that aspect as well. Uh, we, we, we did shout outs from all the different countries, but we also want to shout out to a lot of the different states. Yeah. Shelly, we've been uh, getting uh, listeners from Florida, from um, New York City mm-hmm. or New York, I mean. California. Uh, California. West Virginia, uh, Ohio, West Virginia. Maryland. Well, those are all givens. <laughs> uh, Alabama, of course, it's because we live here. Uh, South Carolina. Yeah, but we just uh, are, are grateful for you guys listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, until we're able to get together again, we, I guess, uh, from the bald and the beautiful. Yeah. Is that going to be our little catchphrase I guess now? so. I love that. The bald <laughs> and the beautiful. I'm the bald. No, I'm the beautiful. Oh, yes, no. you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you. God bless. Take care now.